Welcome back to the Wrestling with Altitude podcast. I am your host, Mr. Fourth Row, and uh, joining me, I don't have one, but I've got uh, two guests with me. Uh, the first, I've got the play-by-play uh, -play, uh, lead commentator for uh, one of my local promotions, Rocky Mountain Pro, uh, Kelly Dowdy. Kelly, how you doing? I'm doing good, man. How are you guys today? I'm doing just fine. And a very, very special guest, my host from uh, What's on Fight from uh, Las Vegas, Nevada, the fight capital of the world, Finn Fish. Finn, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. They yeah. shut everything down out here, so might as well do a podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very cool. All right, so uh, we're doing a very special podcast here. We are talking about uh, the... Uh, recent visit by uh, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, Dynamite, uh, coming from uh, uh, technically Broomfield, Colorado, but uh, they kind of wish-washed it, kind of uh, Broomfield slash Denver uh, for the local audience and a little bit of the uh, uh, Dynamite audience. Uh, Kelly, uh, since you were there in attendance with me, uh, you know, they, they kind of mentioned they wanted to uh, say Denver if everybody was okay with that, but then... Uh, uh, Chris Jericho kind of botched that uh, at the beginning. Uh, uh, what did you think about that? I, I got a good chuckle out of it. I mean, I was talking to uh, someone who was next to me during the show, and they kept saying, you know, Denver, Denver, Denver. And the guy finally just goes, Denver's like 40 minutes away from here. It's not even <laughs> close. <laughs> so we got a good laugh out of that. But, yeah, Jericho mentioned it, and uh, it was kind of all over the place. I actually went back and watched it. I was like, yeah, they mentioned Denver and Broomfield multiple times tonight. It's pretty funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I, I, I did the same thing with the people around me because technically, um, technically, I live. Um, of course, Kelly, you'll be familiar with this. I technically live in Honor Corporate at Adams County. Mm. Um, I've got a Thornton zip code, but I actually my mailing address is Denver. So I'm like, and I only live like 15 minutes away from uh, Broomfield, uh, the first bank center. So I was like, I told the people, like, ah, technically it's about 15, theoretically it's about 15 minutes away, but, uh, <laughs> you know. So, uh, Kelly, where did you uh, sit in the uh, um, arena? I want to say section, uh, man, I don't remember too fully, uh, 215, 216, basically what I was looking at. When I looked straight ahead, I could see the ring and the stage completely. I was facing the stage. Oh, very cool, yeah. And uh, speaking of the stage, that kind of was where I was at. I was, like, right in front of the stage. I had the back, you know, when I sat down, I had the back to my stage, uh, and I had no idea how they were going to set this up. I just tried to buy the best tickets I could, you know, on the floor, and uh, it turned out uh, I got some uh, good uh, close-up shots of uh, a lot of the uh, – uh, uh, entrances and things like that, so it worked out well, and I was very, very happy about it. So, I was gonna say you pretty much got a front row seat to that, uh, to that ending. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, a little uh, foreshadowing for uh, dynamite, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So uh, let's uh, talk about uh, how uh, dynamite uh, kind of started. It was the uh, first um, episode after their uh, big uh, revolution uh, pay per view. And uh, we had um, uh, John Moxley, uh, you know, starting the the show off uh, in the ring. Uh, uh, you know, great promo. Kind of continue what he talked about on Revolution. Uh, Finn, since you watched it uh, at home on um, on TNT or Fight, which one did you do? Uh, Nathanius means. Okay. <laughs> the other. Okay. All right. That's cool. The other. Okay, that's cool. Uh, what did you uh, think about the uh, opening uh, segment there with uh, Moxley? It's a, it's, it's really good. You know, 
you know, you just won the title. You bring them. First thing you do is bring them out. You know, uh, good promo. I, 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 you know, I like Moxley, but you're supposed to bring out the champ, especially when he wins the belt. First thing on the show. Yeah. Yeah, and and Kelly, what did you think of that uh, opening segment, feeling it the uh, live and in person? Uh, pretty same. You know, I uh, kind of figured that was what's coming first was Moxley. Um, being there in person, I was right by the tunnel where he actually came through. Yeah. So while we were setting up for the show, they had the entire crew come over. I was like, okay, well, they're coming right out. That's kind of cool. Um, so he came out by me. And it was standard affair. You know, it was cool. Uh, you know, I liked the opening segment with him. I liked, He was getting the crowd behind him. The, the crowd was clearly wanting to see him the whole night. So him coming out first was probably the best thing they could have done. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, it was good. It was great. And like I said, he just continued on and he is just really, I don't know about what you guys think about this. In my opinion, um, he has, he definitely made a great move, uh, you know, um, signing with, uh, AEW from, uh, from WWE been, been able to really shine and, and, uh, you know, especially in the recent weeks, uh, uh, his, uh, mic work has just, gone gone to 11 i mean what do you guys think about that i, I like it a lot it's no none of that hokey dokey stuff he's trying to do or getting to do it's just more like smash mouth type of uh you know the type of wrestling he's been used to as just wrestling as john moxley so i, I like it a lot i like it I prefer it more than his wwe run so yeah yeah and kd yeah, I liked. Um, I've always liked John on the mic. Uh, you know, going back to when he was doing the indies, I didn't get to see too much of him. I saw him. I started becoming a big fan down when he was in FCW, and watching his stuff down there because I was able to find it through YouTube. Anybody who can go back and watch his promos from FCW, they were absolutely incredible. Um, they were much better than anything he was putting out in WWE. Um, so you're seeing a little bit of that old school Moxley in the way of. He's actually saying what he wants to say. He's he's obviously not scripted. He's obviously not being told what to say. He's just going out there and doing what he does. And it came off really, really good. It, it, there were a couple times where, uh, and our, you can uh, tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, but it seemed like he was genuinely like mm-hmm. almost choked up by the fans' reactions to everything he was saying. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I would just, before you said that, I was going to say everything he's saying is, is just seems to be uh, totally genuine, genuine, and it feels like he is just saying what comes top of mind and what, like you said, his, his heart and what he, what he actually just feels. And, and, um, and it's working because, um, you know, leading into what kind of came next, uh, the inner circle came out and uh, they was able to just basically uh, feed off of uh, what, uh, you know, uh, Chris Jericho said, um, what did you, you know, did you think that kind of just, they just kind of fit right together there? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, again, Jericho's another one of those. I can, I could sit and listen to all day. He's just that good and he's that funny. Um, you know, and the fact that like, this is a guy who can hear some of the most crazy things that people are going to say. And I can't remember what the chant started at. Um, but they started chanting something at him. And he just stood there and listened to him for a second and shot back so quickly. Um, you know, I think that was after he pretty much yelled at Colorado for not being able to even sing in unison. Right. So that was <laughs> <laughs> like it's stuff like that, and he doesn't smile at all, and you know, inside he's just cracking himself up. Yeah, uh, Finn. Uh, what did you uh, take from uh, Jericho's uh, entrance and you know rebuttal there with uh, Moxley? 
I liked it. I mean, I was probably uh, maybe two, three years ago, the most critical guy of Chris Jericho mm -hmm. in his WWE run, and I didn't like it at all. But right here in AEW is so fantastic. He's running the group, the inner circle, as a lean, mean, you know, whooping ass machine. And I, I like the promise he made to Moxley, like, you're not leaving here tonight or I'm not going to show up for another month or two. Yeah. Uh, for 90 days. You know, if you, if you if you walk out of here tonight, I'm not showing up. So that means, like, man, is the heel going to actually promise something and deliver on it? Or is this something just Chris Jericho, you know, it's going to take time off if he doesn't do it. I, I like that dynamic. It sets something up for the end of the night, if, throughout the show in the end of the night, if, if Chris Jericho can get this job that he promised to get done. And if he doesn't, is he really going to take time off? So it, it hooked me to watch the whole episode. Yeah. See what happens and and the cool thing was, um, I think it was either that day or the day before, news had broken that, um, you know, he's got that Fozzie tour scheduled. So a lot of people, when I heard that, people were like, oh, he's going on tour with Fozzie. He's going to be gone. This is how they're going to write him off. Okay, cool. Mm. You know, so you're kind of like, okay, you almost knew what was going to happen. But, you know, as we'll see by the end of the night, I think everybody was in shock. <laughs> Yeah, and I I uh, did not catch that. I I think I was just uh, too busy that day with with work and didn't really get on the social media, so I didn't. But I um, was under the impression. I mean, when this came out, and I was like, "Ooh, this is going to be uh, an interesting wrap up at, at the end of the night. How are they gonna How are they gonna do this? Is this going to be the case? I mean, I was kind of leaning towards. Uh, yeah, it's probably going to be because he maybe he does have something going on, or you know, maybe it's time to let uh, Moxley. Uh, take the uh, ball and uh, and run with it, per se. Uh, but then, uh, KD, like you said, uh, ooh, the end of the night uh, really uh, got us uh, double-thinking that. All right. So uh, that uh, then, uh, after all that uh, good, uh, fun opening promo stuff, uh, we got uh, our first uh, match of the night, and that was uh, the uh, Dark Order of uh, uh, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, John Silver, Alex Reynolds uh, versus uh, SCU, Fallen Christopher Jan Daniels, uh, Frankie Gazarian, Scorpio Sky, and uh, somebody that's uh, visited us uh, quite uh, recently before he uh, signed with AEW. That's uh, uh, Boom Boom Colt Cabana. Um, uh, KD, uh, when you heard that uh, uh, Colt uh, signed with uh, uh, AEW, because you recently worked with him within the last uh, month or so, uh, mm -hmm. how, um, uh, what did you uh, think about that when you heard about that? Um, I actually heard about it, uh, I want to say a month before revolution, okay. um, through my, my various sources. <laughs> right. uh, and we all know who I'm talking about, but I won't name him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he let me know and I, so I was excited. So when I saw him in revolution, I wasn't uh, too surprised, but I was very happy. Yeah. Um, I was surprised to see him come out here. I did not expect him to debut here. Um, so I was I was super excited, and I I mean I'm a big fan of Colt Cabana. I have been for God knows how long. Yeah. So to be able to see him, you know, on the bit, you know, on the, on the bigger stage, you know, and stuff like that, it was really cool. It was really a fun thing to see. Yeah, and uh, and, and Finn, uh, this uh, uh, first match, uh, uh, how, how did you uh, how did you take it? What did you uh, think of it? I really liked it. Um. Especially the SCU, you know, yeah. <laughs> they stole my <laughs> stole my <laughs> SCU, and I I really like the what the Dark Order is doing. I like the name, the Dark Order. I, I think it fits them better than what they had before, like Smash Brothers or something <laughs> like that. But uh, 
I like that. And then this is a really fun match. I, sometimes I really don't like the comedy of Cole Cabana and the stuff he does in the ring. But that pinning combination for the win, and they called out all the moves, and that pin is very unique. So I, I, like, I like the back and forth and the dynamic of it all. Right, yeah. And a lot of... Uh... A lot of moves, a lot of uh, you know, great high spots, and um, uh, KD, uh, your um, your your take on the match. Uh, how did you uh, enjoy it? Oh, I liked it. I, I thought I thought it was a good thing to throw out there first. It, uh, you know, I was talking to uh, my wife who came with me to the show, and we she had been to several WWE shows, but had never been with me to any other shows. And I told her, I said, "This is literally this feels like a WCW event." This. Just the way it, it feels, the way it looks, the way it's presented, it feels like a WCW event. And I said, that is exactly what WCW would have done. They would have thrown out like a, a big cruiserweight match to get something that's going to be a yeah. lot of high-flying, a lot of spots, a lot of things to get the fans really get going and moving. And they, that's exactly what they did. And I enjoyed it. I, I mean, I'm a fan of all those guys. So, um, you know, and, and Dark Order, they're, they're winning me over. I was never really a big fan of the Smash Brothers, but... Uh, they're they're winning me over, and so are the new guys that they have with them. They're uh, they're very impressive. Right. Yeah. And uh, Finn, did you have something to add there? Oh no, I just it's just agreeing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. And I, uh, I like I said, I um I enjoyed it too. Um, I uh, really um the the big thing for me is, and I know I've said this on the podcast, uh, was that uh and uh, when I went out to I went to All Out in Chicago uh, Labor Day weekend, and you know that was before they were uh, uh, got the dynamite started. So it was uh, a lot of it was just more matches and not the they weren't really, you know, getting going on the uh, the storylines. Uh, but and I don't know what do you guys think about this? Um, when dynamite first started, the storylines were kind of like oh they were just really kind of rough and they just weren't. Uh, it didn't really seem like they were in sync. It didn't some of the stuff didn't make sense. But they seemed to over the uh, you know. You know, one season and then two season. You know, we're in the second season per se of Dynamite and the you know mini episodes now in. They've kind of like got those got those going, got the sync, got you know hitting their stride with their storylines. Um, KD, um, what do you think about that uh, that thought? No, I agree. I mean, um, you know, being in, seeing from uh, you know multiple writers working with Rocky Mountain Pro, every person that comes in and restarts, it's kind of. Uh, there's that waiting out period to see what's going to stick, what's not, how how's the ebb and flow going to go. So to go from basically an, an indie promotion of, okay, match, 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 and then we'll throw in uh, a promo from YouTube or something, you know, get somebody excited on through YouTube's promo to go from to a, a two-hour television product is an entirely different animal. That's why you don't see a lot of people doing it. Yeah. So for them... You know, it, it's going to be the exact same thing. They may have everything planned out in advance, but the fans don't know what's coming next. So, of course, they're going to be, you know, well, how come they're doing this? This doesn't make sense. And, you know, it's like, well, it's not going to make sense two weeks in. It's never going to make sense two weeks in. <laughs> right. So, um, you know, so, no, I think they've definitely started to really hit their stride when it comes to um, what they want to do, how they want to present the show, making sure that there's... Because you watch the first two episodes of Dynamite, and it was basically like watching an indie show of lots of great matches, but not a lot of character development. And you're starting to go, okay, well, I, I want to see 
you know, I want to see these Dark Order guys. What are they all about? I want to see the best friends some more because they're intriguing. I want to see the women's division. What do they have? And but now that they've started to, um, you know, flow with the right way, of, you know, right amount of promos and interviews and matches, I think they're really hitting their stride. And I love it. I think it was. I think it's become one of my favorite shows. Uh, between that and NXT, I don't fast forward through those two. Everything else, I'll fast forward through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then let me just add something in there. So, like, let's give the example of the Dark Order and the the storyline with them looking for the one above all. Why would you wouldn't know why would uh, Christopher Daniels fit in that situation? Because you mm-hmm. people might not know what Christopher Daniels has done before in the past. So when you're watching it, you're like, why was this? Why would they want Christopher Daniels to be the one above all or whatever? But we all know the fallen angel Christopher Daniels. If we you know went back to the TNA days and back in ROH. So we know this already. So that's why the storylines haven't caught up because stuff is in the past before AEW Mm -hmm. and it's coming into their writing now. So it seems like it's, like I said, just catching up to the storylines because they're starting at zero. They have storylines before that no one knows about from other companies and trying to tie it out all together while moving forward. That's why they seem slightly off with all the storylines. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, I, and I sometimes worry because somebody, I think it was maybe Eric Bischoff that pointed out that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're sticking to a lot of indie stuff that some people won't know. Like you mm-hmm. said, some people don't know the Fallen Angel, Christopher Daniels. Some people don't know the Super Smash Brothers. So they start to wonder, why is this guy named Evil Uno? That doesn't make a damn bit of sense. Like, uh, you know, stuff like that you just don't get. Like, people who, you know, anybody right now who doesn't dig Orange Cassidy, Simply has just not seen him in the indies because people know if you watch him in the indies, this guy can actually do some fun, cool things. So, but all they're seeing is this guy who just hangs around and goes, whatever. So, right. Yeah. Very, very, very good point. Yeah. They are, um, it does seem like to me, they do, um, like you guys both had mentioned, they do kind of hint a little bit about, you know, the past stuff of these, these characters when they, when they, when it makes sense. And they're doing a great job of just kind of, you know, given the uh, television product, uh, you know, when you're watching on uh, Dynamite to, you know, maybe uh, check this out if you can. Do do a little uh, research on the uh, the interwebs and uh, find out about a little bit about these uh, um, this talent's past. So, yeah, it's great. All right. So, uh, you know, um, wrap up this uh, match. Um, uh, basically, like we all three had mentioned, a lot of great uh uh, spots, uh, kind of a lot of uh, chaos, and which would not be unexpected for a uh, uh, four-on-four match. But uh, we wrap it up with uh, basically uh, Cabana uh, coming in from the uh, outside and gaining the uh, uh, victory, um, and with the uh, the Chicago skyline and Superman finisher. So that was a great match. Uh, anything else, uh, gentlemen? You want to add to that? No, that's, that's all for me. No, I'm good. All right. So um, we, I don't know about UKD, but uh, me um, didn't really see this all too well, even though I was close to the stage. But um, uh, Dr. Britt Baker joined the commentary uh, team for the next match of uh, uh, Big Swole and the librarian, uh, Leva Bates. Uh, did you catch that she was there on commentating? Uh, no, like, not, yeah, yeah. not until you showed her on the screen. Yeah. I had no idea she was even there. Right? Yeah, it was. Uh, 
it was a uh, very interesting um finn uh watching dynamite uh on uh on the on the tv uh how did uh how'd that go when she uh joined uh, the commentating team for for that match uh she came off very well i mean i don't know when she turned heel <laughs> I must have missed this episode, but it came off very good. I guess she's like chumming up to Tony uh, Shivani. Yeah, she's already bringing him a coffee or something like that, and uh, it came off good. I, I, I like that, but I really did like the match. I mean, short and all, but it 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 moved the storyline across with Brett talking about you know Big Swole and who cares and all this other stuff and just talking about herself. So I, I'm liking it. Right. Yeah. Um... I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, Britt Baker turned heel uh, right around the uh, uh, Jericho Cruz time. Yeah, I think it was the Jericho Cruz episode she turned heel. Yeah, because she had a lot of, uh, uh, it was kind of like she had she was there with uh, Shivani in the ring, and that was kind of like you mentioned, Finn, uh, kind of buddy-buddying up with him and, and everything. Uh, but nothing to take uh, away from uh, this match uh, with uh, Leva Bates and... Uh, uh, big Swole. Uh, of course, uh, KD, you and I probably are big fans of Leva because we've uh, seen her quite a few times uh, with respect and 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 everything. She's visited uh, a, a few times. Uh, uh, what did uh, you think about uh, this uh, match, even though it was kind of a, uh, a short match, but, you know, a pretty decent match? Um, I mean, again, like you said, short. Uh, Could have given it a little longer. Yeah. Um, but I, I get what they were going for, putting Swole over Big. I liked it. Uh, I'm a big fan of Big Swole. A uh, big fan of Leva Bates as well. Yeah. So I was. I think we I think we lost uh, KD there for a second. But uh, Finn, what are your thoughts? Um, like I said, really quick match. Put over Big Swole Big. And having uh, having a uh, Baker on commentary is very good. I want her to go in on like people with like no insurance and stuff like that. That can't pay her can't pay her uh, dental bills. I think that would be a pretty good uh, like scenario for her to start talking about. You guys, you guys can't even get good insurance. <laughs> <laughs> pay your bill. Come on, I'm, I'm I'm struggling over here. You know that would be you know because she talks about being a, you know how high class she are she is for being a dentist. And all that other thing. So it's like, talk about the insurance and <laughs> not people not paying their bill. Okay. All right. So uh, after uh, the Big Swole Leva Bates match, uh, we've got uh, 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 Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare, uh, came down to the ring. And, uh, you know, every time he talks in person, I mean, on screen, off uh, off uh, screen, on camera, off camera, uh, in these uh, in these live events, he is uh, you know really entertaining the crowd. He's giving a good uh, off uh, backstage look uh, about you know what's 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 happening and all that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, KD, uh, what did you uh, think about uh, uh, Cody Rhodes? Uh, his his presence, his talking to the crowd and, you know, before the cameras got back rolling from uh, commercial break and everything. No, I loved it. I mean, um, you know, anyone who's ever been to a WWE event, as I'm sure we all have, you know, normally when they go to commercial break, it's just they kill the lights and they don't do anything. And it's very boring for two minutes. Um, so for guys like Cody and then like we saw during the first match with SCU and, and Colt, they're actually going in and they're um, 
entertaining the crowd and they're talking to the crowd and they're keeping people up and entertained as opposed to, oh, okay, we'll just sit here for a couple minutes. Right. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Finn, have you, you've, you've been, have you been to AEW uh, live the show? Yeah, I went, I went to uh, Double or Nothing last yeah, year. Yeah, that's what I thought so. Yeah, yeah. So you went to that. Uh, Cody did the same thing too. I think you mentioned that to me. Yeah, I mean, oh man. <laughs> I am high. I'm so high on Cody Rhodes right now. Or, I mean, Cody Rhodes is awesome. Yeah. I think I was mentioning when people say you can watch like Ric Flair wrestle a broomstick, <laughs> I can watch Cody Rhodes have, have a storyline with a broomstick. I am so intrigued about any storyline this guy is in because he puts it all out there. He doesn't hold nothing back and he's straightforward, straight attack. I'm like I said, I'm in I can I say I'm in love with Cody Rhodes. He is fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean you, and you believe everything he says and does. You believe every everything he says you believe, okay, this isn't an act. This is exactly what this man thinks. Yes, that's that's how I feel. I'm like, man, this and you see it in his work, his work ethic. You could I, I could just see it all. I mean it, that's why that's why I'm so passionate about AEW because of because of Cody Rhodes and the road he had to take to get to AEW and making it how it is. It's like it's everything's on his back and he's taking it, running with it and not he's not putting himself over. That is one thing I like. He's he's having great matches, but he's not the one winning all these matches. Mm-hmm. He's not just burying people. He's, he's bringing people up with him through these matches. That match with Darby Allen, he had a couple, uh, right, when AEW started, when he went to the draw with Darby Allen, I didn't know who this kid was. And I'm like, this guy is fucking awesome because he's in the ring doing his thing with Cody Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's a great transition, uh, Finn, because speaking of, uh, you know, not necessarily winning all the matches, uh, that was kind of where we were going. Um, he uh, was uh, basically out there uh, on on uh, Dynamite uh, calling out um, – uh, MJF, uh, you know, he's, he's okay with it if uh, he comes out there and looks him in the eye. But uh, instead, we get a, uh, a huge surprise, and um, it took it took a second for me, and it was like, oh, it's Jake the Snake Roberts. Uh, Kelly, uh, how'd that uh, come across for you, uh, seeing a, a legend uh, come out and uh, basically interrupt uh, Cody? Well, it was crazy because, um, you know, I, I, like I said, I could see the screens the whole time. Yeah. And so I knew somebody was going to come out. And all of a sudden I saw the the stuff. I was like, what is, I don't even know who this is. Yeah. And then I saw the snake. I was like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But when I saw Jake the snake, I like, everyone else got quiet for a second. And my my wife made fun of me for it because um, we're sitting there watching it. And the, the, the name popped up on the screen. And I just went, what? And I screamed it. And nobody else was reacting at first. And then everybody reacted. Right. Um, but it was cool. I mean, I've never seen Jake live. So to see, to see him was really cool, um, especially being a fan of his and seeing everything he's gone through. Yeah. You know, it's it's absolutely amazing to be able to see him live. And and that promo, I'm like, God. Yeah, Man. damn. Yeah, Finn, uh, how'd that uh, come across for you? It came across really good. I mean, it was, at first I'm seeing him walking like, okay, Jake the Snake. What does he got to say? What does he have to? What does he have to add to this to AEW? And then when he cut that promo, I was like, this is perfect. He's not. He's not going after AEW. He can give. He doesn't care about AEW. He cares about Cody Rhodes. Yeah. He wants Cody Rhodes' share of the pie. And I'm like, I like. That's what I want to see. It's not a hostile takeover. We're not coming in for that. We're coming in for you. All we want is you. That's yeah. it. 
we don't care. Let's get it done. So I, I really like that's why I took away from it. But I liked it. Yeah. Right. And, I, and I was worried about when he came out and he started talking to him. I was like, okay, is this going to be another one and done? Okay, Legends trying to get Cody's you know mind out of the gutter and get him moving again and you know busting ass. I'm like, okay, I've, we've seen that a few times. We really don't need to see it again. But when he turned it all over to him and it was basically like, look, I've got a guy who's coming in and he wants you. He wants what you have, and you know we're gonna take it no matter what. Um, I will toot my own horn because I remember I yelled it out, and everyone kind of looked at me like I was crazy, but I was right when I said Archer, because he was talking about a client. I immediately said it's Lance Archer. Yeah. And people around me were like, "There's no way!" I'm like, yeah, just watch, it's Lance Archer. And <laughs> so, um, so I'll toot my own horn for that because I was right. But um, yeah. but no, it was it was a gr- another great promo, and the ending of it just. I don't know anybody who didn't react to that ending. Yeah, and that is a you know that's a, that's Jake the Snake uh, Roberts' uh, own version of the mic drops. I mean, what do you guys think about that? I mean, what do you what are your thoughts about that? Just a different style of a mic drop. Yeah, I mean, you know, you know, I think he's like I'm paraphrasing here. He's like, man, you never turn you know you never turn back on your enemy, or if you're afraid of a guy, you turn his back on him, and like, like yeah. Cody Rhodes is nothing to him. Yeah. And then, like, oh, you know, we're jumping ahead to the Archer part. And I'm like, okay, this dynamic is the dynamic is sitting pretty decently. You know, Jake the Snake Roberts, we all know, we know a little bit about Lars Archer watching him wrestle. I'm like, does this pairing work together? It really doesn't matter if it works together because Jake the Snake is there, Lance Archer is there. We're building the guy not people know about, we're building him the right way by putting him with a legend that knows how to get the job done. Yeah, and it's it's basically, I, I saw it as a modern day uh, when they put Piper and O'Hare together, but that didn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I understand what they were trying to do, and I feel it's the same thing. But watching those two sit together the next week, it was like, okay, I can believe that these two guys just sit at a bar and hang out. I can believe that these two guys will sit there and talk strategy. Yeah, and, and like when they were sitting in the crowd the next week, and you saw Lance Archer about to jump around, and then you know Jake Slate's like, nah. No, not not right now. Any other client is like, you know, get them, let's get them, let's get them. Nah, that's not our time. We'll we'll regroup, you know, watch them and wait. He knows we're here. That type of deal. And they then they walked off. But I, I'm so far I'm liking the parent. It, it makes sense, you know, for when they showed them together. I hate to I hate to Jake the Snake and Roberts is that tall. I know Lance Archer is a very tall guy. It's like, damn, Jake the Snake and Roberts is pretty big. <laughs> yeah, very true. All right, so uh, we'll uh, go into our uh, next match that we had, and that was uh, uh, Pack versus uh, uh, Chuck Taylor with uh, uh, Trent and uh, Orange Cassidy uh, joining him at the the ring. Um, uh, Finn, uh, what did you uh, think of uh, this match? Oh my gosh, this is, the match was the match was good. I like the conclusion of the match, and I like what came after the match the the formation of the new team. Uh, but yeah, the same thing. If 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 um, Pac could maybe talk a little more, I, I, I believe his message. Just like Cody Rhodes, I believe his message. He just something's still a little bit off about it. But once they team them up with the Lucha Brothers, it's on. It is as my team to watch. I am a big fan of the tag team of the year, the Lucha Brothers. Oh, is it, I, I like the dynamic. All guys are the same size. They're all. They all have the intensity behind them. Everything's just a slightly different, but I, I like I like that, and I like them going against you know the the best friends and uh, 
Orange Cassidy. I think it's a, a, you know a, a, a clash of styles. Right. Yeah. KD. No, I liked it. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Pac. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of, Ch- of uh, Trent, and I'm a big fan of Orange Cassidy. I was never really a big fan of Chuck. I don't know why. I just couldn't get into him. Um, but he did really, really well in that match, and I'm starting to warm up to him a little bit. Um, but, yeah, no, no I, I agree. You know, Pac, I don't know what it is. There's just half the time in his promos, he sounds like it's just, okay, I got to say something, so say something. Right. And the other times, it, you, like his um, his pre-tape he did uh, before Revolution, where he's in the streets, like that was that was believable. That's a person I sat there watching going, I don't want to ever mess with this guy. I don't ever want to get in this guy's line of vision because he'll just rip my eye out without thinking. Right. So, you know, uh, I thought the match was really good, though. The um, Yeah, the, the thing at the end with the death triangle, that was pretty cool. Um, and I think that's a, that's going to be a cool pairing moving forward, and especially, um, like I said, if they just let Cassidy go and just let him do what he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw a revolution with Pac. Like, the guy, the guy can work. So if they let all six of those guys go on a pay-per-view and say, hey, you guys have like 20, 25 minutes to have fun, you're going to have a, a show stealer. Right, yeah, very true. And, and KD, I want to um, talk to you about this specifically because uh, we, uh, we've we been fortunate to have uh, Orange Cassidy visit us at uh, Lucha Libre and Laughs. Uh, is that where kind of you kind of fell in love with him? Um, kind of. I, I um, had heard he was coming in, and Nick... Um, had told me he was coming in. And so I was excited because I had seen a little bit. I was like, okay, it's a fun character. And then when I saw he was wrestling Mike, I'm like, that'll be a fun match. Um, It wasn't until someone tipped me off who he also wrestled as. Though, And I went back going, oh, wait a minute, that's him. Okay, this guy can go. Um, You know, anybody who catches that, you know, when Excalibur said something about him, about having the uh, the intensity of a fire ant, you know, I'm like, that's that's tremendous by Excalibur. Um, Right. You know, so to see him, but then when he came out here with, you know, didn't just talking to him and just realizing how just down to earth he is and how cool he is and how nice and, you know, he wants everybody else to make sure that they're good to go and that they're, you know, they're excited. He wanted to make sure that I was given a spot in the match, which I, you know, I'm, I was refing. I was maybe three months in. I didn't need that. I didn't earn that. But he's like, no, we got to get you involved somehow. So, um, so yeah, seeing him like that and then watching some of his matches online have been amazing. So, yeah, you know, see, and then of course with him and Pac, it just solidified what he's why he's there. Right, exactly. And when they wrestled at the Revolution, I liked it because Pac played along with it for a few steps there. When right, they kick they were kicking each other. He's like, okay, okay, buddy. <laughs> and then Pac's like, I'm tired of this shit, and just went after him. And then you see, like, uh, you see Cassidy like, okay, I'm tired of playing around. Now it's time to kick it into that next gear. So I, I do like I do like his his different take on you know. I'm going to start off real slow and then get people underwhelmed about me. Like, okay, I'm tired of this. And I'm going to kick it in the next gear. It throws you off. Throws well, any, anybody who can do a freaking uh, uh, hip toss with his hands in his pockets is a hero to me. So yeah. <laughs> That is true. That's very true. All right. So um, from uh, – well, uh, so um, uh, from there, uh, uh, you, you know, we did uh, get the – uh, search for Spears uh, promo from uh, Sean Spears and uh, Tully uh, Blanchard. Um, what do you uh, What do you guys uh, think about this um, uh, this hashtag per se? And you have any uh, suggestions uh, for um, uh, Spears uh, tag team partner? You know, 
you know, maybe even a local talent in your area that you'd like to maybe see team up with him? Finn? Oh, man. I, I don't know about this storyline. It's <laughs> he's, Isn't he supposed to be a heel, though? He's looking for a partner. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he he has Telly Blanchard on his side. So he can get a, thousands of hundreds of wrestlers to wrestle with it's Sean Spears. But it, and he was angry and mad. Now he's looking for someone to help him do to help him to do what team up to take on who the world champs the I mean the tag champs or who was he going after why does he need a partner I don't understand I'm not understanding this storyline right now yeah yeah Katie yeah I'll give it some time I mean I'm not too feeling it it, it reminds me so much um, if anybody watched TNA around the time when Robert Roode was looking for a valet or a manager. That's exactly what this feels like, and I'm really hoping it doesn't last that long because uh, they did it for like two months, and it was just so like every time the, the, that part came on, I was just sitting there going, "This is this is horrible," like just finish it. And so I'm hoping you give it like two more weeks, and they'll find somebody. I right. I almost wouldn't be shocked, unfortunately, to see. And, and again, I, I'm sure he's a great guy. I've just not a big fan. I would not be shocked to see them put him with Brandon Cutler. Um, because they've been pushing Cutler having a losing streak. Uh, he's getting frustrated. What is he going to do? Everybody he teams with, he loses. You know, well, what better person to put him with than, you know, the perfection? You know, the guy who doesn't lose and the manager who's, you know, the king. So, uh, you know, it wouldn't shock me to see them put him with Brandon Cutler. <laughs> I'm hoping I'm wrong. Right, yeah, I gotcha. All right, so uh, next match we've got up, uh, we got uh, uh, QT Marshall uh, versus, uh, uh, with, um, uh, well, actually, I'm uh, sorry, accompanied by uh, Brandy Rhodes and uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes versus uh, Jake Hager and Shannon or- and Ortiz. Uh, follow him uh, down to ringside. Uh, KD, uh, this match, uh, what did you think of it? Um, I liked it. I, uh, you know, I've been, I've liked QT for a while watching him in ring of honor a couple years ago. I was impressed. I was always like, ah, this guy should be doing more. And so, you know, I'm glad that he's not only, um, got an in-ring position, but also, uh, behind the scenes role as the head of talent relations for him. Um, so I'm really happy to see QT finally get that break, uh, on a personal level. Brandy looked hot. Um, I don't think anybody can deny that. Uh, and Dustin is still just awesome to see. You know, it's one of those guys I watched when I was a kid. So to see him live again, it was kind of like, oh man, that's that's my childhood. Um, no, the match was good, man. I thought it was. Uh, it got over what it needed to get over. Right. Yeah. And uh, Finn, how'd this match uh, get you? Yeah, it was a good match. Uh, I like when during a commercial break because we could, you were able to see during, what happens during a commercial breaks. Yeah. They're passing out apple, you know, signed apples, and yeah. I think that's pretty good. Like you're talking about, instead of them standing there looking at each other, they're actually in, a, in a, you know, interjecting with the crowd. So that was pretty cool. I don't know if that was on a commercial break or not, but I know it happened. Right. Uh, and then I like uh, QT's uh, role here. You know, the Dustin. Uh, the, you know, Dustin Rose lost at the you know at the pay per view. Let's see what QT can do against the. Uh, the last Lucha Underground champion, <laughs> Jake Hager. But uh, yeah, I, I like the match. I, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I turned around on Jake Strong, Jake Hager, uh, a bit, and I do. But I like that submission. It's unique. It's it fits in perfectly with MMA. It's 
the submission people want to see. You know, you can see the guy passing now. You can see how strong he is putting it on. I don't like it. I like that they're pushing him, but not really pushing him too hard. Right. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of almost the right amount to uh, get him introduced uh, as this particular character in uh, AEW. And um, like uh, Jericho said a long time, that was a bad idea by bad creative. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and one thing with uh, Hager now is I think I, I'm going to have to get used to it. Um, you know, is we're used to seeing him in WWE and even in Lucha Underground, where he was kind of fast paced and he did a lot of amateur stuff, but he was also, you know, that old school pro wrestling big guy where he would just beat the crap out of some people, but then he would, he could fly if he needed to and all that. Well, he's kind of taken all that out of his arsenal now. It almost seems like he's going to more of a, almost more of an MMA style uh, in the ring, which I, I know is what they're kind of going for. So I'm probably going to get used to that, but I'm, it wasn't what I was expecting out of Hager. Right. Yeah. All right. So, um, basically, um, uh, towards the end of this match, uh, we got uh, San- Santana and Ortiz um, uh, triple teaming uh, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Cody ran down. Uh, then uh, Matt Jackson uh, kind of ran down. Uh, Hangman Adam Page came down a little bit. Uh, uh, just kind of summarizing this a little bit. Uh, told uh, uh, Matt Jackson that he was number one, uh, grabbed some beers, and and, uh, and uh, just ran back up the ramp, and he was done. Uh, kind of uh, you know, setting up a lot of good stuff for the weeks to come. Uh, what do you think about that there, Finn? Oh, man, I, I was a big fan of Adam Page for a little while, as ROH days. I, they, when I was like, it was Adam versus Adam. When it was Cole and Page, it was like, I was on... I was on Paige's side the whole time, and I, I like this dynamic. He he lost, the, you know, didn't beat Chris Jericho to be the first AEW World Champion. Now he's going a different direction, and it's like it, it's like growing to like the Stone Cold style of uh, of a guy, but at the same time, it's not giving him the stunner or giving him Stone Cold's moves. He has his own moves. He just changed his attitude, and you know, he's drinking beers, which. Everyone likes so. <laughs> uh, Katie. No, I, uh, I think Paige actually may have gotten the biggest pop of the night yeah. uh, from the live crowd. <laughs> um, you know, and he's almost become um, not in terms of like popularity or height or anything like that, but he's almost become uh, AEW's Stone Cold. Where yeah. this is a guy who really doesn't even have to wrestle right now; he can show up. You know, hit a buckshot, drink a beer, leave, and people still go, "Oh, I love Adam Page." Like he didn't do anything, but I love the guy. Um, you know, so he's he's quickly becoming that role, which I think is great. Um, I'll be shocked if he doesn't hold eight another title in AEW before the end of the year. Um, but no, yeah, I, I like the whole business. Um, I was hoping to see Nick, you know, but understandably he's on a he's on a new baby duty. Uh, hoping to see Kenny, but obviously he was hurt. Um, but yeah, it set up everything really nicely. It set up that okay, these guys are really out to hurt everybody in AEW. They don't care who it is. You got the underlying tension between the Bucks and Hangman. Yeah. You know, Cody got to come out and do his little spot, so he got a good pop. And it was—it's a good little build, man. I, I like where this is going, and knowing that it's building to uh, you know blood and guts or you know war games, you know, is just even more exciting. And, and uh, one thing I want to add, I love I. I forget what the movie you called before was doing that reverse Paul driver thing. That was his finisher before. Oh, the uh, the dead eye. The dead eye. 
He dropped it great because that move was hard to set up. And his yeah. buckshot, Larry, he, the crowd gets right behind it. He can stomp his feet and get it ready, and he can just pop in there and hit it at any time. So I, I do like they using the buckshot as his finisher, and it fits his persona as it is anyway. Right. Definitely. Definitely, yeah. Cool. All right, so uh, after that, we got the uh, main event uh, from uh, uh, Dynamite, and that was uh, Chris Jericho and uh, Sammy Guevara versus uh, Darby Allen and uh, John Moxley. And, of course, this was uh, kind of set up like we talked about at the beginning of the episode, if, uh, you know, where uh, Chris Jericho was going to take a leave of absence, if uh, John Moxley wasn't going to... Uh, walk away at the end of the night um but before uh, we got started um as moxley was uh making his way through the his uh fans his traditional uh entrance now uh three uh men uh wearing uh, luchador masks assaulted him and brought him to the concourse and continued to uh uh lay into him until we found out that it was hager santana and ortiz uh kd um what did you think about the uh, beginning of this match? And were you close to this as well? Um, no, that was a couple of sections over. Um, although a little behind the scenes for everybody who uh, <laughs> didn't know yeah, I do. <laughs> that those guys in the masks um, who were there all night uh, was actually the RMP champion, Dustin Urich, uh, Gino Rivera, and another man I cannot for the life of me remember who it was. Um, but they were sitting there all night and actually were uh, switched out last minute by those three. So I thought that was kind of a, a cool little thing that you don't see people do. It's like, this is long-term thinking. Like, okay, well, they're going to be standing out if they just show up. <laughs> so right. put somebody there all night. Like, make it work. I liked it. I thought it was it's smart because I, I didn't think anything of it. Um, so... I, I, you know, being a fan and, you know, kind of being that markdom of me, I hated it because I wanted to see Moxley wrestle. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I didn't like it. Um, no, but I thought it was good. Uh, it put, you know, the everything was behind Darby, who they're clearly trying to build up as a uh, as a next big breakout guy, which I think is awesome. Um, so you kind of give him the push without really having to do too much, which I thought was great. Um but yeah, I, I liked the match. I thought it was good until uh, Jericho decided to knock Darby Allen unconscious. Right. Yeah. Finn, uh, what what do you uh, think of this uh, match here? Oh man, I, 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 I don't I don't know why I don't get Darby Allen. I didn't get the guy. I like smaller guys. I like luchadors. He doesn't wrestle that small style. He doesn't wrestle luchador style. I don't know what kind of style of wrestling he does, but he does it well. And I'm like. I, it's, some reason why I like him and same reason I don't like him. Like, man, this guy's small, but he has face paint. This guy is this, but he has this. He's missing this. And he's missing that. And he got this. But when he's in there and he has to make a comeback on two guys, it just, it's just amazing. The moves that he does, the intensity he does his moves with, the, you know, that coffin drop. I, I like that move so much for his character. So I liked, I really did like the match because uh, that revolution, he did beat Sammy Guevara one-on-one. So it makes it, you know, now he has the you know the the El champion to, to contend with and you know everyone else the whole inner circle. So I'm a big fan of Darby Allen. He's he's going places. Right. Yeah. And and to me, um, in in this particular match, it just was like I just I almost I was feeling bad for 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 Darby because it was like he had to go this entire match against. Of both these opponents and it just was like anticipation is like okay yeah we know moxley we know moxley the character and you know he's gonna he's gonna break 
uh, free from his predicament and get back in the ring and and uh, get that hot tag per se and get back in there and you know cause chaos. But it was very interesting that uh, basically that did not happen. I mean, KD, would you uh, agree with that? Oh yeah, I mean, I think everybody around me was like waiting for Moxley. They were just like, "All right, here's it coming. When's it coming?" Every you know big move or every double down or something that you know everyone was like, "Okay, where's he at? Where's he at? Where's he at?" Um, you know, so it, you know, there's part of you that does feel bad because it's like it's taking away from everything that this guy's doing. Um, you know, but at the same time, I think that's what they exactly what they wanted. They wanted people to think, "Okay, Moxley's coming," and then when he doesn't, you're like, Whoa. "Well, son of a bitch!" and you know, then when he finally does, you're like, oh, sweet. And then the ending happens. You're just like, well, god damn. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, Finn, anything else to add to the match per se? Yeah, like you're saying, just the anticipation of him coming. It would have been better if he was coming and then they got the pin still. Like he's just barely making it. If You know, like he's running into the ring and you see him in the crowd and they're still counting the three. But I still like the dynamic after the match because Chris Struggle's like, I promised this, so I'm still going to take you out, even though we, we took you out. We didn't do a good enough job at it. I'm st- we're going to back at it, and we're going to take hurt you even more than before. Right, yeah. So uh, eventually uh, Moxley uh, kind of does make his way back, but uh, it doesn't really uh, amount to a lot because the inner circle is basically, uh, you know, in my opinion, running a, a rough shot and – they uh, get him. Uh, Moxley gets up to the uh, you know entrance ramp, uh, but uh, Inner Circle is basically meeting him there and just basically kind of fast forward, beat him down, and they do the uh, uh, power bomb off the the ramp uh, through the table right in front of me at the stage. Uh, that was kind of interesting to see that close. I mean, of course, I've seen you know things like you know that uh as well like uh i mean the biggest one for you know to pop uh, rocky mountain pro was uh the uh curtis cole and naya uh match uh when i first got into it the the ladder match where uh uh naya fell from the ring into the ladder right in front of me uh that was kind of uh crazy but um uh finn uh the end of this match uh you know like this we're setting up towards the uh beginning of the episode uh power bombing uh, him from the uh stage into the table i mean what did you uh think of that like just like inner circle it's full circle just mm. i liked it i mean great they're telling a great story they're still even though I like that, that even though Chris Stroko is not the champ, they're more deadlier than they were before. And they still call him the champ. They still call him the champion. So it's like he doesn't have the belt, but basically he still has the belt. He's still he's still the guy to go for, even though he's not the world champ. Right. KD, uh, end of the episode, the powerbomb and all that good stuff like that. Final thoughts about Dynamite? No, I liked it. I thought the powerbomb was cool. I popped a little bit for not only did they shield bomb him, um, but they also did the uh, the whole shield fist thing at the end, which, which I thought was a good little uh, good little fu to the WWE for that. I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, the only thing, other than that part of that match that stuck out to me was, and I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, or your back was to the stage, so I don't know if you saw it on the screens. And Finn, I don't know if it came across if it was on commercial break or whatever. Um, but there was a moment in the match where Sammy does his little spin and he sit, he lays down and Jericho lays next to him and they like pose and whatever. 
And some fan got shown on the screen, and this guy just had this look of like, "You have got to be kidding me!" Like he just—he didn't look disgusted. He didn't look bored. I don't even know how to describe it, but he had this look of just sheer, "What in the hell am I watching?" <laughs> and they showed for about two to three seconds, and the entire arena just popped. <laughs> it was. I wish I wish I had had my phone out for that moment because it was the funniest part of the whole show. <laughs> Uh, all right. Um, Finn, any final thoughts about uh, Dynamite? Uh, like I said, great episode, great storytelling. Everyone got with the, their feuds across, getting progressing their feuds to the next level. Uh, you know, uh, like I was just saying, just a very good episode. Right. Okay. All right. So we'll uh, uh, wrap that up for Dynamite, but uh, and we'll go ahead and go right into uh, AEW Dark. Uh, I love... Uh, I love that they've given uh, their dark matches an actual title, like unlike uh, um, WWE. I mean, WWE yeah, films has in the past film um, superstars and velocity and heat and et cetera, et cetera. But I'm loving the the title, and you know we do get to see it on uh, YouTube the Tuesday before the new episode of uh, Dynamite. So uh, for this uh, particular uh aew dark that coincided with uh, dynamite from uh from uh, denver we have our first match was uh uh jurassic express versus uh peter avalon and kip sabin with uh, uh leva bates and penelope ford uh meeting them uh, attending them in the uh, at the ring and uh, this was the match that was uh this was taped before uh dynamite started and uh so uh kd uh what did you think about this being the uh uh first match to kind of really get us uh get us going for the night i thought it was great i mean you bring out two good heels and sabian and, and avalon and then you bring out probably some of the most popular guys on the roster uh you know you bring out jurassic express who i think is my wife's new favorite tag team um you know People wanted to see those guys, and those guys are hugely popular wherever they go. Um, so it, it was good for them to probably get thrown out first, get the crowd up, get them excited. You know, uh, I don't think a lot of people there. Prob, I think it was half and half. I think with the arena, some had known who these guys were, and others didn't, because Luchasaurus was getting some huge reactions for like doing moon salts and yeah. doing some of the crazy stuff that he does. So I thought it was really good. I loved the match. I thought it was really good. Uh, liked the ending. I thought the right guys went over. Yeah. And uh, Finn, I know you said you didn't um, necessarily watch uh, Dark uh, for this episode, but um, any of your uh, thoughts about uh, Jurassic Express and Peter Avalon, uh, Kip Sabian, Leva Bates, Penelope Ford being in uh, AEW and all that stuff like that? Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm, I like Jurassic Express. Uh, the Lucha Swords is something, something just wild. I, I like that guy, you know, when he was in Lucha Underground. And then, you know, we did this on uh, what's on fight. We did Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, where I seen Peter Avalon, mm-hmm. and I can't stand Peter Avalon. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot and I like that guy for nothing. But I like this role that he's in as a librarian because I don't like him. So give him a role that I don't like him, like the role, and I don't like him. It's perfect for him. So uh, and then I haven't seen uh, Kip Saban wrestle. So I don't, I can't say nothing about him, but uh, I like it. I mean, I'll go back and watch it, try to find it and watch it. But it sounds like a good uh, dynamic and a, probably a good match. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I loved it. I was. 
Uh, I popped a lot when uh, Jurassic Express. I mean, one of the funnest uh, entrances, I think, uh, that is in all of wrestling when, uh, you know, we have uh, Marco Stunt, you know, riding uh, Luchasaurus to, to the ring, you know, through the entrance. I mean, that's just that's just fun. It's just absolutely fun. And I and I and I love it. It's, it's, it's great. All right. So um, from there, uh, the AEW Dark, uh, we got uh, the um, cheap, uh, you know, we got the uh, pay the bills like I used to, like I say on uh, RMP Radio, uh, you know, buy a uh, uh, nightmare uh, family Pharaoh shirt and 20% of proceeds go to uh, Planned uh, Pethood, which is kind of one of the uh, uh, charities uh, Cody was uh, promoting on his Twitter and stuff like that, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, and then our our next match for uh, AEW Dark, and this is going to be kind of one of you know Katie and I's. Uh, one of our favorites uh, match, and that was uh, uh, Jimmy Havoc versus Severino Corrente. So, uh, KD, uh, did you have any uh, insight or insider information that uh, Corrente was going to have a, uh, a definite match on AEW Dark? Um, no, not Corrente. I was um, I spoke with Matt a little bit before, and we had talked about who he had sent, and he had sent. Um, Corrente, Abaddon, Heidi Howitzer, Atiba, and Dustin Urich. Those all had went, they all went there. Um, and we were told that one of them was probably going to get a match. So my first thought was, oh, they're going to give it to Atiba. Atiba's going to be the guy. Yeah. Um, so when I, so I was like, okay, it's dark. So I got my phone out and I was like, I'm like, okay, maybe Atiba will come out. And um, all of a sudden the video plays and I'm reading, I see Severino Corrente and I, I'm, I looked at my wife and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. And I started cheering. I was, hyped i was excited um you know he looked good i thought you know i mean jimmy whooped his ass um <laughs> which i thought was funny um you know no but i liked i thought they did a they did a lot of good with him he made he made jimmy look really really good he made him look really solid uh and jimmy made corrente look good with the little offense that they allowed him to have yeah. um but they definitely made him look like somebody who if if i didn't know the guy I would watch and go, okay, this guy's pretty damn good. I want to check out some more of this guy. Right, yeah. And I, um, like I had said out there too, I saw Corrente on the on the big screen, and I started to cheer, and then I went, oh, shit, he's a, he's a heel. I got to boo him. <laughs> you know? I was like, oh, I forgot. I forgot, you know, just knowing this guy, uh, uh, Corrente, uh, personally, you know, and I consider him a, uh, a friend and everything, but it just was like, and then, like he said, I totally agree. Uh, you know, they they made, made both of each other look so so good. And uh, let's give a shout out to uh, Corrente on this uh, on this episode because uh, you know um, you know unfortunately I mean fortunately or unfortunately Abaddon's getting a lot more um, attention. But Corrente, you look damn good. And uh, you know, saying that personally, KD said, and I hope uh, a lot of other people out there uh, thought you looked good as well. So, uh, Finn, um, any thoughts about this match? I think I know you. I think you know Corrente a little bit from watching uh, Rocky Mountain Pro. But uh, any other uh, thoughts about this match? I probably got to see his face. I probably don't know him by name. Okay. Well, I'm gonna look him up. Like I said, I'll go back and try to find this episode, this particular episode to watch. And I know Jimmy Havoc. I've seen him wrestle. I'm like, why is he not in the main storylines right now? What's is they buying his time or something like that? Uh, they have a thing with him and uh, Doctor Luther right now. Right. Okay. 
Okay, and then... So, yeah, maybe that'll trickle its way yeah. onto Dynamite. Right, okay. Well, yeah, other than that, I mean, I, I, just not knowing too much about these guys, I don't have much to say about them, so... Right, I gotcha, okay. And then uh, from there, um, uh, they uh, promo a whole bunch of uh, upcoming events, uh, which now at the time of this recording, some of them are uh, postponed and onto uh, different uh, locations, but let's not talk about any of that negative. Just everybody <laughs> out there, let's just stay safe, be sensible, and... Uh, wash your damn hands. Wash your hands, and if I could steal a line from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, don't panic. All right, so next match, uh, we got... Uh, oh, God, I'm going to see if I can pronounce this correctly. Uh, Hikaru Shida versus yep, Abaddon? H yep, Hikaru Shida. Karo Shida versus Abaddon, which is, she has been the talk of Twitter. Uh, so, I know, Finn, you don't probably know Abaddon all well, but you might know Shida? Now, I gotta, Shida, I gotta put the name, okay. I gotta see what she looks like. Okay. Uh, I know she's been on, I think she's been on a couple episodes of Dynamite, because she is the number one contender, I believe, right, for the Women's Championship? I believe so. I think she's ranked number one right now. Okay, yeah. All right, so uh, KD, uh, this this match, and I guess maybe first initial reaction like you, uh, like you, like me, uh, when you see Abaddon on the uh, the big screen, uh, what did you, uh, what uh, came to your mind there? Uh, I, I won't deny it. You know, I actually uh, I teared up a little bit. Um, you know, I've known... Uh, Abaddon uh, for since she started um, so to see her go from being very shy and timid and not really knowing what to do in the ring and doubting herself far too much uh, to see her get this opportunity uh, you know it I, hell I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it um, you know it did cheer me up a little bit because you know I was expecting one person to get the match I, I was not expecting two um, and again a little behind the scenes thing and you know, we were told we sent them pictures of who we had and they asked if we had any girls without makeup, without um, without face paint. Oh. And Matt goes, ah, well, they can just not wear it. And then he showed them pictures of what they look like without it. And they're like, oh, perfect. So we're like, yeah, you know, she'll, get, she'll go out there and wrestle as her real name. Um, so for, for me to see the, the Abaddon name and then to see her come out with the whole gimmick, you know, the sludge and the, <laughs> and the contacts and the paint, like I was tearing up the whole time because I thought it was so good. And then uh, when the bell rang and... I actually talked to Cormac Battle after the show. We were talking a little bit, and he said, "He goes, he goes, go back and watch it, man." He goes, "She was playing to Abaddon's strengths. She was playing to her character, not the other way around. Yep. They were making her look good, just as good as Hikaru Shida, and and that's a big deal, you know. Um, so clearly, they see something in her, and I know some behind the scenes stuff that I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be, say right now. I did some. I'm not, you know." I'm not going to put over, you know, stuff that's hers to say. She's she's got a lot of cool things going on, so I'm not going to spoil it for her. Right. And um, okay. you know, and, and nothing like contract-wise that I know. It's just uh, some stuff that was said to her that she said to me, and you know, stuff that makes me really happy. But I won't. You know, I'm not going to take the shine from her. Um, but no, I was I was super happy. I teared up. Um, you know, th that girl, in my opinion, is one of the hardest workers. Uh, working people in Colorado, period. So to see her get that opportunity and then get to go 
move for move with Hukaru Shida and to to now get blow up on Twitter uh, is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life. Um, the only thing I didn't like about it, and the only thing I, I will say I didn't like about it, was when they she told me that when they asked her about doing the show, she said, yeah, of course, I'll, you know, whatever. And they said, cool, well, we need to pick out some music and we need to get a video going for you. She goes, well, I've got, you know, the video and the music I use for my normal shows. And they're like, oh, no, we'll take care of it. And so I'm sitting there going, I didn't like that. I was two seconds away from having my video play on an AEW show, and I'm a little upset about that. Yeah, that, that, yeah that's understandable. <laughs> totally, totally. So uh, what about um, – what did you think when you heard the audience there uh, started chanting – Eat her soul, which we, everybody here in the Colorado area know that's uh, one of the catchphrases uh, for her. It just means that we know her here in in, uh, in Colorado pretty damn well with her uh, being in uh, Rocky Mountain Pro and in uh, Respect Women's Wrestling. Oh, man, that was the coolest thing to see. Uh, you know, there was a slight Abaddon chant, which I thought was kind of cool. Um, and then when the – and I know it wasn't, but it f- sounded like – the entire arena chanting eat her soul and i just looked at my wife and i just went this is incredible this is this is the coolest thing ever and i know right now she's in the zone so she's blocked it all out um <laughs> but she obviously went back and watched it and her and i have talked since and you know she she said it was probably one of the coolest things she's ever done in her career and and no doubt it is and it's probably not the, going to be the coolest thing she ever does in her career um you know but to be able to be there and you know again to see um you know, for her from where she started to now, it's just, and then to see her blow up, like I said, it's just, I'm amazed by, by Abaddon. I think she's awesome. I think she's got a long way to go in this business. Um, and I think she's going to make an even bigger splash. And to be able to say that we were there when it started is kind of a cool thing for us to be able to do. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. I can't wait to see, uh, like you said, see, see where she goes, goes from here. Um, just like, uh, you know, um, uh, just like a couple other, you know, talent that we have in uh, Rocky Mountain Pro and other promotions in the area, uh, we may not uh, be seeing them with us for, you know, forever. Yeah, and that's true. And that's, um, you know, that's kind of what, um, you know, and this could be talk for another podcast eventually, but, um, you know, RMP is kind of evolving again. Shocker. Um, and it's becoming more of um I want to say a bit of an OVW style place. Like, um, a lot of companies are worried about just their shows and their stuff and whatnot. And RMP, as well as the Academy, is really becoming more of a look. We want to get you here. We want to train you up. We want to get you going so you can go out and you can go make that money and go get those contracts. That's what we're here for. Um, so, and that's what RMP is. So, yeah, it is cool to see that some of our guys are getting a lot of exposure all of a sudden you know um abaddon's getting exposure currently is getting exposure uh anaya has been on the radar of a lot of people for a long time yeah. um is about to, in my opinion is about to blow up um so it's cool to see and yeah you don't see a lot of our you know our, our track record speaks for itself in the state you know look who we've produced mm-hmm. you know look who's doing cool things now so you know, to be a part of that is really, really cool. And just, like you said, to see that, you know, we were there for when Abaddon made her debut. We were there for Carente when he made his debut. And, you know, and I and, and I love our guys and I hope they stick around for as long as they can. But at the same time, I don't want them to be here forever. I don't want to be here forever. 
Um, so, you know, I hope that they, I hope this is the start of a, of something really cool for a lot of our talent. Right. And, uh, Finn, do you have anything to, uh, add or have we convinced you that you need to, uh, check out, uh, Abaddon? Yeah, I'm going to look at, uh, get back into it and maybe start watching everything again. Like we're saying, might bring on an old podcast back. So I, uh-huh. I got to catch up with some, uh, some promotions. But I, I I know what you guys are talking about. I know that feeling. Uh, like when WWE came out here and they had a 205 Live match and they had Chris Bay. And I'm like, yeah. oh, wow, Chris Bay is out there. And I start cheering because, you know, the whole crowd is, you know, screaming Bay, Bay. And I'm like, yeah. Then I turn around and go, I don't like Chris Bay. <laughs> but it was nice to see <laughs> that Chris Bay was, you know, the whole crowd knew who he was. Even though, you know, he's more of a, you know, our, was our local champion at the time. And I can see the feeling you guys have for when you guys see your guys and come out and in these matches and you hear the crowd cheering for them already. So, you know, people are know who they are and they know they've been watching their show. So that's proof that, you know, Rocky Mountain Pro is working in your area. It's proof that these guys are popular, you know, in your area. That's good. Right. Okay. Awesome. Uh, so, uh, uh, you know, Sheeta did uh, win by pinfall, but uh, it was very cool to see that uh, Sheeta did not know what to really think of uh, Abaddon. And it'd be kind of cool to see them uh, uh, meet back up in the uh, future. So that would be great. All right. So uh, continuing on there with uh, uh, AEW uh, Dark, uh, we got uh, uh, Dasha is interviewing uh, Jimmy uh, Havoc backstage talking about... Uh, uh, his interactions with uh, with Luther. Uh, we hear from the uh, librarians uh, about everything that's uh, happening there with them, and, and uh, uh, they talk a little bit of uh, Colt Cabana. And then the uh, main event uh, match of uh, AEW Dark, we got uh, uh, Private Party uh, versus uh, Sunny Kiss and... Uh, Brandon Cutler, uh, um, Finn, do you have any um, thoughts about uh, this match? Even though you didn't watch it, Are you familiar with these uh, characters? Yeah, I'm familiar with all the characters. You know, Sonic Kiss was in uh, Lucha Underground for a minute, and you know, the, 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 the Private Party are such a good team. Yeah, man, it's amazing. And then, I guess you guys talked about the Brandon Cutler earlier about him always losing and stuff. So I guess this is where it's. I guess that storyline is happening where he can't find a partner for shit. So, I don't know. But like I said, I would. I definitely now I need to go back and you know try to find this and watch it. Right. And uh, so KD, uh, what do you uh, take away from uh, this match? Uh, I liked it. I thought you know, like I said, I like Private Party. I think they're fun. They're exciting. They're fun to watch. Um, you know, Sunny Kiss. I, I I haven't been a fan of for a couple months. So I like Sunny. A lot, uh, Brandon. I'm like I said. I'm. I gotta get used to. I guess I'm just. I haven't seen too much of his stuff. I just haven't been. I guess I just haven't seen that one performance of his that makes me go, "Hell yeah, I'm a Brandon Cutler fan." Um, but I liked it. You know, I thought it was good. I liked the private party. Got the the victory. You know, I mean, it, it was what it was. It was a cool ending. I mean, any anything for me is going to be tough to beat the other two that we just saw before. So yeah. <laughs> my, my mind really wasn't in the, into that match at the time. Right. And I, uh, I, I fell in love with uh, private party um, at, um, at all out when I, when I got to see them in their match there and I was like, these guys are fun. And then, you know, all the, uh, 
episodes of uh, Dynamite uh, from there. You know, it's just been fun. I just, I just love them. They're, I have to say they're probably my um, favorite AEW tag team right now. So they're just, like I said, they're just fun and you know, very athletic, and they just, it's like they look like they're having fun with all their yeah. matches and, and, and promos. And I'm looking forward to seeing them and um, Santana and Ortiz just go at it because that's going to be – that match is going to pl- tear the house down. Yeah. All right. And then so just to uh, wrap this up, it was uh, a pretty uh, long match. And, KD, I'm with you. It kind of was hard to uh, get into this two match because, uh, you know, you and I personally were uh, popped for the uh, – previous two matches but uh private party does win by uh pinfall uh but uh, we do get the uh uh death triangle uh coming out uh uh beating up uh uh private party and all that stuff like that and and everything uh after pretty much after that uh kind of happens uh we do get uh uh you know a uh, bounce back from them and uh, Cutler and Kiss, um, uh, Joey Janela comes out, um, future Joey Janela comes to the ring, best friends come to the ring, uh, Orange Cassidy, they kind of have a, a lot of fun, uh, talking about, uh, what was it, a, uh, best friends party kind of thing, <laughs> and, uh, there was a little, uh, a little, uh, slip up by, uh, some, I forget who said it, but they said, uh, said a pri- private party, they said, uh, uh, pirate party and in Colorado we have a uh, faction called pirate party and I know some of the uh, the wrestlers in that faction probably pop for that as well as some of their friends uh, so the uh, towards the, the end the, the the best friends party at the end uh, Katie did you think that was a great uh, way to send uh, everybody home yeah I mean I thought it was good you do the um you get the good guys out there. You send everybody home happy. Yeah, it's it's classic wrestling, but I love it. Um, so yeah, I thought it was a cool thing to do. I think a lot of people were bummed out by not seeing uh, Kenny Omega. I think people wanted to see Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to see Kenny Omega, but you know, I get it. He was hurt, so I don't blame them. Um, yeah, I, I think it was kind of weird because I think people expected with being the first Denver show that they would probably have like the elite come out and do something at the end but um no i mean everybody got a good pop orange cassidy is always going to get a good pop um janela gets a good pop so it was cool to see people that weren't on the show already um so i i thought it was a cool little touch right okay and uh finn um any thoughts about the end of uh aew dark i, I honestly never seen a episode of dark i i didn't get into it because i just thought it was their version of heat or any other thing that didn't pertain to the real storylines. Yeah. But it sounds like the way you guys talk at it, it looked like it translates to the main dynamite show. So I'm going to start watching dark. Yeah. So I can I, get you know, a little bit behind the scenes stuff too. Right. Yeah. And I think I'm going to be doing that too. Um, I, I've been catching you here and there, but of course this, I mean, I definitely had to of course watch this to see how it played with all the uh, commentary and everything like that. So, uh, final thoughts about uh, the the um, whole night. Uh, Finn, we'll start with you uh, for Dynamite and uh, what you and uh, what myself and uh, KD talked about uh, 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 AEW Dark and giving you our, our input uh, from that. Uh, the, the great episode. Uh, like, they don't do 
backstage stuff a lot. That's one of the big things I like about them. Everything's out on the stage, out in the open. Let's get it done. Um, everything's transitions very smoothly with uh, AEW. So far, everything's moving smoothly when you go from this match to that match to the next match. The, the In between the breaks, I like that. They're still talking to the people if there's not a match going on. Uh, they're interacting with the crowd, still getting them on their feet. AEW is just doing it all cylinders and then uh, even right now, I hopefully everything happens. But I, I got tickets to Double or Nothing, and I got tickets already for Dynamite the next uh, that coming Wednesday as well. So I'm a big, I'm a big, big fan of AEW. All right, and uh, so KD, your uh, your final thoughts about about the the night and the event? No, it was really cool. Uh, like uh, like Finn said, man, it was different than a WWE show. It's not a lot of downtime. Um, I don't go to a lot of WWE TVs anymore for that reason alone. I'm not. I don't feel it's worth the price to to go sit there for you know three hours and get maybe an hour and a half of you know in front of me entertainment. I I just don't feel it's worth it. Um, AEW is completely different. I feel it's completely worth the money. It's going. It's like you said. You're having interactions with the guys and stuff like that. You know, Cabana and SCU were taking pictures and stuff like that. It was really fun. So, um, no, I enjoyed the whole night. It was a good experience. Like I said, it felt like a WCW event. And, you know, I grew up as a WCW fan more than I was a WWE fan. So going to those shows always made me feel good. I hadn't been this excited for a live wrestling event in a long, long time. So it was cool to be there. And it was cool to experience. And I'm, and I'm sure we'll probably get many, many more. Right. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, personally, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, even though it was, like you said, KD, it was a, a little bit... Uh, you know, you know, three uh, three hours, three four hours or so. It didn't really seem like it, because they, they just kept us going, kept us making sure that our eyes were forward on the product and everything that was that is happening. And uh, it was great to I got to see my uh, second AEW event. Uh, so, and uh, you know, being a, you know one in Chicago and one in my hometown, so that was great. And I just I just loved it. So fantastic. All yeah, right. Hold, yeah. Let me just and then, it, like like you say, you just watch AW in your whole town. Last week they were in Utah, mm-hmm. and it's like a, a big episode, this dynamite episode out of Utah. You don't hear that from the you know WWE. If it is, is a is a you know a little throwaway show. Yeah, no one cares. There's not Raw from Utah or Raw from SmackDown from Utah, and that's a dynamic I like a lot. And they put on a that was a very good show from you know from that you know from a very small town. And, you know, they're having a pay-per-view here in Las Vegas, which WWE doesn't run pay-per-views that often in Las Vegas. So that's one reason I like AEW. Like, back in the day, with WCW, we had Halloween Havoc. They had shows out here as well. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, I can get behind a company that wants to come out here every at least once a year, at least for a major pay-per-view. That's another reason why I like AEW. They go to all the town, not just a popular town so far. Right, yeah, and basically you're saying that they're they're making sure that every single one of their AEW uh, Dynamite show is is something special. You can say something is very unique about this particular episode. Just like we mentioned, oh, what was that episode that uh, uh, Britt Baker uh, turned uh, heel at? Oh, that was the uh, Jericho Cruise. So every single one's got something that for something for somebody that's very very special for them whether it was in their hometown or if they're watching it that they can go oh that was that particular episode kd would you agree with that oh no 100 um 
know, and, and to, to add on what you were saying about they're going to the towns um, that WWE doesn't hit a lot, which is actually a very smart idea because if you don't get that, you're going to go to this other show. And I mean, you're, you see the pyro in the stage and the, and the you have the names and stuff like that. You're like, okay, man, this is, this is something I definitely want to get behind. And the fact that the tickets are cheaper, it doesn't hurt. So, mm -hmm. you know, it was kind of nice to be able to go there and not break the bank and be like, oh, maybe I'll get a shirt. Maybe I won't. But I was like, oh no, I got to get me a shirt. I got to get my, my dad one. And <laughs> you know, my wife wanted one. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. You know, I got no problems. Right, exactly. Awesome. All right. Uh, any other uh, things uh, you uh, gentlemen uh, would like to say before we uh, wrap this up about uh, a about uh, AEW? Oh, no, I'm good. Okay. All right. Well, fantastic. Uh, well, I want to thank you both for uh, joining me here. But before I do let you go, uh, Ben, if you want to uh, plug your uh, social media, so if people wanted to uh, catch up with you uh, uh, on the, the social medias and everything that uh, you've got uh, maybe going on in here in the future. Um, I've been gone for a while. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, uh, you know, I live in Las Vegas. The town has been booming, and um, I've been booming along with it. Um, people know I'm a construction worker, so as the town grows, I get, I get more and more work, so not on uh, as much as I wanted to be on. But as you're hearing, the town's slowing down, so that means I got to slow down. So I look like I'm getting back into the podcasting thing. We, we're going to have some cool, exciting episodes of Loot Chat coming up. We got some concepts there. Me and Artie are talking about getting What's on Fight back together. But if you want to reach me, it is easy. It is simple. I am at FinFish, S-C-U, not <laughs> SoCal Uncensored. <laughs> I had this a long time ago. Special yeah, creative unit. Yeah, I am the special creative guy. I'm a special creative unit. Uh, but that's about it. Just hit me up if you want to do some podcasting or whatever you want to talk about. But Lou Chat is coming back. We... We got four special episodes of that coming up soon. And other than that, yes, Finfish SCU on, on on Twitter. So hit me up. All right, and uh, Kelly Dowdy, uh, yourself, uh, what you also got going uh, with uh, Rocky Mountain Pro and uh, Respect uh, Women's Wrestling, which is the you know partnership with uh, Rocky Mountain Pro and all that stuff like that. Tell the listeners everything there for them. Uh, yeah, uh, you can find me at uh, Kelly Daddy slash KD Productions on Facebook or KD87 underscore production on Twitter. Uh, right now I'm working with uh, Rocky Mount Pro. I'm back to editing their TV episodes, which we're actually coming back on the fight starting in April mm -hmm. um, as well as or we're on fight now. We're coming back to right now TV right in TV. April. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be good. Uh, I'm working with Triple L and Respect as their head referee as well as doing some out of state stuff soon. Um, freelance production as well as uh, graphics and editing work. I do the posters for RMP. Uh, I just helped a couple people out on Twitch with some of their emotes, so that's cool. That's something new and fun I'm doing. Um, but yeah, if anyone's looking for a uh, freelance production guy, video, audio, posters, graphics work, or if you're looking for a good referee, ring announcer, commentator, whatever in your wrestling needs, uh, you can hit me up. All right, fantastic. Once again, uh, gentlemen, I thank you. I appreciate you uh, both for coming on and talking a little uh, something a little different, a little AEW. All right, thanks. Awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Once again, a big thank you to Kelly Dowdy from uh, Rocky Mountain Pro and Respect Women's Wrestling and Lucha Libre and Laughs and uh, my co-host from uh, What's on Fight, 
Finfish for joining me on this very special episode of the Wrestling with Altitude podcast, talking about the uh, most recent visit from AEW to the uh, Denver, Colorado area. All right, so let's uh, do a couple weeks in review uh, since uh, we unfortunately did not uh, have an episode last week. Uh, let's talk about the uh, re- most recent uh, Rocky Mountain Pro uh, taping from the uh, quarry at the Jefferson County uh, Fairgrounds. It was a, a great night, a uh, lot of uh, great matches, and I can't, I always can't wait to see how these are going to be uh, tuned into uh, the episodes of Charged when they get all the uh, polish on them and add the uh, the promos and the backstage uh, segments and all that kind of good stuff like that. So that's going to be always uh, fun. And then uh, most recently we had uh, New Era Pro Wrestling. I attended, uh, was able to still uh, have their show uh, from Mile High Comics this past Saturday. Uh, Great show, setting up a lot of stuff. Uh, hopefully for the next show in April, uh, you know, let's not, maybe we have to talk about the, uh, like they say, the, uh, elephant in the room, the, uh, coronavirus, uh, COVID-19 canceling a lot of shows. Uh, we were supposed to have Lucha Libre and laughs this past Friday. Unfortunately, it got canceled, uh, just due to the, uh, basically the 250, uh, person limit that they were kind of suggesting, uh, not to have to uh, flatten the curve, as the uh, saying goes. Uh, looked like uh, the uh, Kaz uh, Lucha Libre uh, promotion uh, went off well. Unfortunately, um, I did not attend. I think uh, one thing I have a little trouble with is uh, seafood restaurants, and I believe this was at a seafood restaurant. I kind of tried to get some confirmation on that, and unfortunately, Mr. Fourth Row uh stomach gets a little upset in those kind of environments i just don't know what it is but it's it's something so um you know next time i'll hopefully uh be able to catch you guys uh the next event and speaking of events what i have in my view well i had a lot in my view uh currently at the time of this recording uh colorado springs wrestling is scheduled to have their doghouse event uh, this Saturday from the Fountain Corner Pocket. But it's hard to say because as of this recording, uh, the uh, CDC and everybody has now uh, downed that number to 50 people. They Plus, they do not want to have any events. And also the extra stipulation of uh, bars and restaurants only having uh, takeout uh, uh, service, uh, you know, and takeaway service. So, uh, that is going to be a difficult thing for the, for that. So, um, I guess in the meantime, uh, let's, uh, wish that, uh, everybody stays healthy, stays smart. Uh, if you guys ever want to talk, uh, offline or online on this podcast, hit me up. Uh, Facebook uh, page, uh, Wrestling With Altitude, Twitter handle, Wrestle Altitude, email, podcast at wrestlingwithaltitude.com, and the website, wrestlingwithaltitude.com. Uh, 
but that's also before we go thank the trending topics network for uh, launching this show and if you like this show you can catch other great shows on that feed such as all beer inside the eurovision showcase old school at the movies and rustling cheers and once again i want to thank you all for listening and having fun wrestling with altitude Thank you.